listener. Welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I host this guide to Sydney. Today, we're talking about Experimental Arts Festival Live Works, which is happening now at Carriageworks. Its programme includes music performances and art installations, as well as a karaoke dance party. And it's as kooky as ever. Performance Space's CEO, Vanessa Lloyd, is here to guide us through the programme. But before we talk about LiveWorks, we're hearing about the new fine diner from father-daughter duo Opal and Lucinda Khan. Broadsheet Sydney food and drink editor Grace McKenzie has all the details. A month ago, we had head chef Lucy Khan in the studio talking about her experiences leading the kitchens at her family-owned restaurants, Matisse and Aqua e Farina. Lucy also teased the family's newest fine diner, Kana, which is a play on the family name and the Bengali word for food. Kana's light, bright dining room in Surrey Hills is now open and we thought we'd get Broadsheet's Grace McKenzie in to have a little bit of an insight into the dishes that you'll want to try first when you finally pay a visit. Hi, Grace. Hi, Emma. So Lucy and her father, Opal, are working on this kind of Bangladeshi dishes and flavours, but they're doing it for the first time in a restaurant setting rather than at home. And they're not really going traditional per se. They're doing something kind of different. Can you explain to us what it is that they're doing to kind of turn these dishes into fine dining plates that we see on their Instagram? Yeah, so a lot of the recipes that people eat in the homes across Bangladesh are passed down through generations and like cooked with intuition, a lot of like sight and um, like constant tasting. Rather than following a recipe step-by-step. Rather than following like a very precise step-by-step guide. The plates at Kana are very precise though. So they have elevated these very like homely dishes and just changed the format completely. Um, Like tweezers are being used to like place flowers on top of little tarts and certain flavors being reimagined like as marshmallows and it's all very different, um, very modern. Which makes a lot of sense if you've dined at Matisse, which is their first restaurant in Sydney and where Opal Khan really uses that kind of French training and French cuisine to lean into the ideas that go into fine dining. So tweezering, as you said, or really delicate, small Petit fours. This one, they've got a nine course tasting menu for $195. And there's also an a la carte menu. Can you kind of give us an example or a rundown of what they're doing to sort of deconstruct and reimagine some of these dishes from the Bengali cuisine? They're doing a singara, which is similar to a samosa. They're filling it with a duck that is spiced with panch paran, which is a Bangladeshi um, five spice. Um, and top with a radish. There's lots of like little details I think that they're doing. They're just making sure that every single bite is exactly so. And then a classic biryani is being, you know, shifted up a little bit with um, the use of like garlicky potato instead. Um, I'm heading in in the next few weeks and so I'm really excited to see what that one is like. Um, And then I guess the one that is most intriguing to me, I'm not sure what really this is riffing on, but there is a tomato marshmallow that comes with a tomato chutney as well. And it's just the cutest little plate. It's all completely savory. Um, Yeah, very intrigued by it. As always, it's a family affair at Kana. Lucy's sister Jazz is on cocktails and running the floor. So what are the drinks like? Yeah, so there's a focus on Australian wines and then there's like twisted cocktails. The one that I know about is the mango G&T. Classic recipes with 
Bangladeshi flavours. I've mentioned it's a pretty slick looking place, as you would probably expect from this group. What does it look like inside? Are there any kind of cute details? Yeah, it's a really beautiful space, very polished, kind of like washes of blue. And there's this beautiful sculpture along the one of the walls next to the bar. Um, it almost looks like a fish, I think. It's just very lovely, pared back, but refined. It's clear that everything's been really carefully chosen. Kana is now open at Shop 3, 355 Crown Street in Surrey Hills. Multi-arts festival Liveworks is one of my favourite events in Sydney because it's adventurous in its programming and it's always intriguing. Over the eight iterations of the festival so far, I've sat in carriage works for countless hours watching the mesmerising The Second Woman. I've been entertained and enthralled by Joel Bray as he doused himself in sugar for the reflective show Daddy. And I've partied in carriage works with fabulous people at Day for Night. It's truly a mixed bag of experimental art treats. And as this year's Liveworks is now underway at Carriageworks, we've invited Performance Spaces CEO Vanessa Lloyd into the studio to help tell us a little bit more about the programme so we can get our heads around what's free to go to, what tickets are remaining, and just generally what the connection is between Performance Space and Liveworks for anyone who hasn't been before. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Really good, thank you. So this is the ninth edition of the festival. This theme is of the time, which is a celebratory one, but can you help join the dots for us? What are we celebrating? Yes, of course. So yes, it's the ninth annual Liveworks, uh, but it's the 40th year of performance space as an arts organisation started in the early 80s uh, in Redfern, but not at Carriageworks by a bunch of artists who wanted to do things differently and uh, push the boundaries of what art was. 40 years later, we hope we're still doing that, but in a, in a different way and in a different space. It really is pushing the boundaries in so many ways. I've mentioned a few of my favourites from over the years, but there have been others like sitting at a round table and we kind of selected a problem and then tried to solve the problem with a bunch of other people who had also bought tickets to the event, which felt like you'd gone to a conference, not like it was performative art. And what I love about the program is that I kind of feel like I have to read between the lines about what's happening to truly understand what kind of experience I'm going to get, or even better, to just throw myself in and expect the unexpected. Are there any highlights of the program that you would like to draw people's attention to because they feel like you should just go in a little bit with your eyes closed? Indeed. I think one of my highlights for this year is um, Nighttime Right Time, which is happening uh, over the second weekend. Short works from different artists, curated by Rosie, one of our guest artistic directors, but also Laura Toms, who a lot of people might know as well, a Melbourne-based practitioner, and an amazing sort of reboot of a program that happened in the early 2000s when we first moved to Carriageworks of experimental short works, artists really doing what performance space says on the box, I guess, in terms of pushing boundaries. So lots of things that happened not only in the theatre, but in the public space and other nooks and crannies around carriage works. Some of them participatory, <laughs> some of them quite small and intimate, but all with the theme of asking questions about what art is and what the world does. So this one's taking place on the 28th and 29th of October and tickets for that one are 55 bucks or 45 for concessions. 
two nights, but the same performances each night, starting with uh, The Hoofer from the Fondue Set, which is an amazing reprise of a, a work that happened at Carriage Works many moons ago with three amazing dancers, Sydney-based dancers, but also lots of participation from, from a group of uh, volunteers who do the same repeated steps, kind of part ballroom dancing, part headbang. Very simple. We've got a couple of fabulous volunteer kids who are joining us as well. So it's going to be super fun. And it's a great way to start that uh, evening at Antistatic in the public space with the audience watching on and then everyone will head into the show. So the Antistatic part of the program is the 26th of October to the 28th. And that one is also ticketed about $45 a ticket or $35 for concessions. I know a bunch of the program is free though. So we should talk about that because if people are listening to this and thinking, I'm too late or that one's already sold out, you can still head along to Carriageworks and see quite a few of the art installations, for example. Yes. Could you tell us a bit more about channels and spells? This one sounds fantastical. Yeah, so Channels and Spells, again, looking back to the past, but with a reboot, Daniel Mooney Cunningham, our other guest artistic director, has uh, curated this one. Originally, the program was called Video Spells from back in the Cleveland Street days. Performance Space did a lot of things first. And one of the things that we really latched onto was the idea of artists using video and screen-based work as a medium. So a number of artists over the years were commissioned to make small video works that were shown in the space, not in the theatre space, in a small visual art space at the side. So Daniel really remembered that as a youngster, uh, as a young arts uh, student, and wanted to reprise it, but in a new way. So there's a few new commissions in there as well, but some amazing works from John Gillies, uh, Tracy Moffat, and others on some pretty uh, funky old uh, technology that is uh, being uh, rebooted together in interesting ways, as well as some big screen works that you can see. So you can come in, it's about 40 minutes top to toe, grab a set of headphones and and sit and immerse yourself as you walk around the the space and see a whole bunch of uh, different short video works. So that one's running every day uh, until the 29th of October. There are different dates and session times on the Performance Space website if you want to check it out there. But as you said, free and you can just rock up. Yes, no need for a ticket for that one. There's a few things that you can come and just wander around and immerse yourself in as well as uh, sit down at a show. So there are six newly commissioned works this year. Some of them may have already finished by the time we publish this podcast. So I'd love for you to tell us about Rainbow Chan's work, The Bridal Lament. I know it's audiovisual. I know they're looking at kind of rituals around marriage. What What's happening? What What is this particular show? Yeah, this one's an amazing one and quite close to our hearts at Peace Space. We started talking to Rainbow in the before times in 2019 when they were just starting this research. Uh, Rainbow was uh, born in Hong Kong and has Y2 heritage and her and her mum went on this journey with the, as we were calling them, the Hong Kong grannies, uh, these Y2 women who are the last people in uh, in the world that know these amazing songs that uh, brides would sing with their family before they went into an arranged marriage. Sounds a bit grim, I know, but uh, Rainbow's taken it to a next level and actually has composed an amazing score, which will be the basis of of the performance. But there's also movement and amazing video and um, projections as well. So it's Rainbow Chan, but amped up to 11, I guess, in in the way Peace Space can do. So taking an amazing, very well-known gigging musician, um, but taking her ideas and research to the next level for an amazing new commissioned work. It's such a curious piece. I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. This one runs until the 22nd of October and it's also ticketed. $35 to $45. Yeah. I'd love for us to talk about this karaoke party (laughs) that you're having. So as you mentioned, Performance Space turns 40. Liveworks is 
in its ninth year. But really, this is going to be a massive celebration of those four decades of boundary pushing art. So karaoke themed, but it's open to everyone. Tell me a little bit more. So karaoke themed and curated. So not punters jumping up and and grabbing the mic in a traditional karaoke sense, Uh, more of a Karaoke meets performance party, I guess, for want of a better phrase. So Rosie and Daniel, our fabulous uh, guest artistic directors and Peaceface alumni, have uh, asked a number of Peaceface alumni to join them. So there'll be six people joining us on stage in and amongst some of the other party fun to sing their favourite uh, ballad or love song to performance space to celebrate 40 years of us. That one is $25 and you can bundle it along with and then come into Club Bent straight after it on the same evening. We should talk about Club Bent. Let's. What exactly is it? <laughs> so Peace Face, as a lot of people will know, and you mentioned Day for Night before, has a long history of presenting amazing queer performance and queer artists. It's uh, one of the sort of pillars of, of what makes Peace Face Peace Face. And uh, we love, uh, again, that the artistic directors have gone back into back into the history and found a program that was a precursor for Day for Night. There was sort of there's been sort of iterations through the different artistic directors over the years, but Club Bent was was a big one in the early 2000s. Um, Daniel actually answered an ad in the Star Observer as a 20 year old art student, and it was his first paying gig. He still has the performance based check somewhere in his archives. I love that, that he got paid. So it was an open call, which we've done again this year um, for queer artists to come. Again, short performances, so a whole bang for buck in terms of number of artists on stage that you'll see over the couple of hours. Cabaret style, so audiences get to come in and and chill out a little bit more uh, seated than a a day for night often. Yes, yeah, less strutting. And less strutting and less hours, so a couple of hours jam-packed in rather than the 12 or 24 that day for night has been in the past. But an amazing nod to that really important part of queer culture in Sydney and queer artists being part of performance space and what we do. So Club Bent is on the 28th of October and tickets for that one are $35 to $45 as well. That's the one. Now, if someone is listening who has never heard of Liveworks and then just not familiar with P-Space, what would you guide them towards as kind of the first place to dip their toe in and experience Liveworks for this time? most definitely. I think... uh, I'm always a big fan of people coming along for the first time and I love putting together itineraries for friends of mine, especially who don't work in the arts and giving them a a curated moment that is, uh, what shall we say, not too scary, but uh, dangling their toes into the water, most definitely. I think, as you say, there's a big free program offering this year, two amazing um, visual arts installations in the public space as well with Elvis Richardson and Hydran Law's pieces, which are just gorgeous. They're up at the moment and looking fabulous. But I also think that... um, Antistatic that we were talking about before, amazing artists. I mean, we're talking about Lucy Guerin, one of the arguably one of the best known dance artists in in Australia, in Melbourne, and Branch Nebula, who are also super well known, reprising amazing works from their younger years when they were Peace Space alumni. Um, Lee and Mirabelle from Branch Nebula haven't done this work for twenty years, but they are back on stage, uh, older, wiser, and more fabulous than ever. But I feel like because it's short works and they're really beautiful. Um, from really skilled practitioners. It's a really great way for somebody who doesn't know live works and perhaps the 40-year history of Peace Space to get a real snapshot and insight. There's so much to choose from. It's dense. It's it's really, it, there really is so much. And you must be so proud uh, of the CEO, as the CEO of Performance Space, to be putting on this year's live works, which feels like it's archival. And there's also these newly commissioned pieces to kind of take us forward 
Liveworks is on now at Carriageworks until the 29th of October. And you can find the whole programme, including what's ticketed and what's free, at performancebase.com.au. And that's all we have time for today. Of course, you can stay up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.